You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. talking about thanks living and it is a sub with regards to the Jesus culture. Is that correct? And I think this is the longest series in my lifetime as a believer. Yeah. As a believer and as a pastor um, this has been my longest series ever. And the reason why it's not getting boring is because this is what we have been called to live. <laughs> praise God. Oh, praise God. Yeah. Um, if it gets boring, then it's because you have forgotten who you are. But for anybody who knows who they are in Christ and what they have been called to and for, it can never be boring. Because he gave all. He gave everything. And because he's giving everything, that's why we are who we are. Praise God. So anybody who knows they are a product of grace would always show gratitude so that the glory will go to God. Is that right? And then more grace is released. And then we show more gratitude. So we will never stop showing gratitude. Because there should always be an overdose of glory. For an overdose of grace. And then an overdose of gratitude. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yeah. We started looking at the case study of different churches. We started right from the church in the wilderness, the Jewish church. We came to the Jerusalem church. We came to the Corinthian church. We also came to the Philippian church. And we can see different churches and different responses to the graces of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, and we saw about the Corinthian church, that they are a church that was so stubborn, stuck in their ways. And the reason why they were so was because they were not listening to their pastor, who is Pastor Paul. They were listening to so many other people from different quarters. So they were corrupted in their mind and polluted in their doctrine. Are you understanding me? Good. And because of that, they could not respond to God's grace the way they should have. Amen. Amen. So he had to give them reminded in, in, in all his letters and wrote them severally. Gave example with the Macedonian church for them to see and do exactly what they have to do. So it's very important. It's so important to understand that you need to respond to God's grace in the appropriate manner. Amen. Good. 
So we looked at the Philippian church and we realized that Paul's letter to the Philippian church was great. Is it? Oh, is it? It was great. Why? Because this is a pastor who is so happy with what his uh, church, uh, his disciples are doing with regards to the gospel. Praise God. And they were ready to give their all. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so we actually ended at Philippians um, 127. So we're going to go to Philippians 2, 12 to 13, and then we'll jump to Philippians 4, 10 to 19. And we're going to take in um, a lot. And I'm sure we're also going to do something with regards to the Ephesian church today. Yeah, then the next week we'll look at the Laodicean church and then we'll continue from there. Praise God. So let's look at the Philippian church, um, um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, 12 to 13. All right, let's read. You see how he addresses them? He addresses them as what? As number one, dearest and what? Friends. Do you know Jesus did the same? At a point he was calling his apostles what? friends. You see, when people grow and mature in the Lord, you begin to call them what? Friends. Yeah. What is it? Why are they your friends? Because you believe the same things what? Together. You are stuck with the same things. Do you know that it says, show me your friend and I'll show you your character. So he calls them friends because he's nurtured them, groomed them, and they have grown to believe in the same things he believes in. Oh, praise God. Dearest friends. Okay. He said, when I was there with you, you were always so careful to follow my instructions. And now that I am away, you must be even more careful to do the good things that result from being saved. Do you know this scripture? Do you know this scripture? This scripture is what you read from the King James that says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is it. This is it. So you see, <laughs> you, see <laughs> you see what he was telling them? Look at what he was telling He says what? And now what? That I am away, you must even more be what? Careful to, to do what? The good things what? That result from from being saved. So you see, Good works does not come before salvation. It comes from salvation. So good works become the fruit of your salvation. Are you getting the point? That results from being saved. Are you getting it? 
So it doesn't mean that, hey, you have to work it out and work it out. You, you, you know what? That's what some of you think. No fear and trembling. So when you're walking, you're shaking. I'll lose my salvation. I'll, no, that's not what he's saying. He says, be careful to do all the good things that came out of the results of you being saved. Praise Jesus. Okay, good. Next. Obeying God with what? De with deep reverence. Shrinking back from all that might displease him. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. For God is at work within you. And what is God doing? Helping you want to obey him. And then helping you do what he wants. <laughs> you can shout glory. glory. So you see, because it is a result of your being saved, he is the one who is doing the work in you. It's not yourself. And he's helping you to want to what? Obey him. And also helping you to be able to do what he wants. Oh, praise God. You see why he says his burden is light? You see why his yoke is not heavy? Can you understand it? Now you understand it. What it means is that he doesn't leave you to carry it. Like the farmer will leave it for the bulls to plow with the iron piece on their backs and on their necks and they can't move their necks. All they have to do is to buy force. No, he's not a hard taskmaster. He is in you, helping you to want to do, obey him. And also helping you to do what he wants you to do. Oh, praise God. Amen. See how he's talking to the church. Next. How grateful I am and how I praise the Lord that you are helping me again. So these are helpers of the joy of the pastor. Is that correct? I know you have always been anxious to send what you could. But for a while, you didn't have the chance. Note, not that I was ever in need. For I have... Wow. I have learned how to get along happily, whether I have much or little. You see, when you read carefully and you understand the word, it destroys certain theologies.
We, because we don't take time to read the word and to study the word. Because you look at Apostle Paul. This guy we're talking about raises the dead. I mean, I can talk about stuff. But he says, it doesn't mean that you don't lack. The fact that you lack doesn't mean God is unfaithful. Oh, Jesus. Look at what he says. He said, I have learned how to get along happily. Whether I have much or little, I know how to live on almost nothing. All with everything. I have learned the secret of what? Contentment in every situation. Whether it be for a full stomach or hunger, plenty or want. So we have, wait. So we have full stomach believers. When their stomach is full, praise him. <laughs> when they are in hunger, is God. This thing we call Christianity, we have to watch it too. You're wasting our time. This thing. <laughs> Are you here? Oh. That is where he says, For everybody go. For I can do everything God asks me to do with the help of Christ. Who gives me the strength and power? So you see, the scripture you quote, I can do all things. This is what he means. That he can stay in hunger. Uh -huh. He can stay in full stomach. Are you getting the point? Whether plenty or want, so far as God Gives him that opportunity. God will give him the strength to go through it. Ah, do you understand it? So it has nothing at all to do with you can do. That's why I said, if you are reading the scripture and you don't look at the context, you'll be taking in a certain content, which is not the intent of the author. Yes. So you see, there are certain things you say that God has not said. And you see how uncomfortable it is 
When you have not said something and somebody says that's what you said. The guy was only saying, I can abound in either hunger or plenty. Or full stomach or want or plenty. I can do everything God asks me to with the what? Help of Christ. Who gives me the strength and power? But even so, you have done right in helping me in my present difficulty. Tell them that's the church God is looking out for. Please tell them like you mean it. Hmm. Next. Let's hurry go. As you well know, when I first brought the gospel to you, and then went on my way, leaving Macedonia, only you Philippians became my partners in giving and receiving. What a commendation. Can you see this is a very mature church? Go. No other church may it be said of KCI. May it be said of us. No other church did this. Let's continue. Even when I was over in Thessalonica, you sent help twice. Next. But though I appreciate your gifts, what makes me happiest is the well-earned reward you will have because of your kindness. Oh, praise God. <laughs> because with your giving, there is something that God will definitely do. Oh, praise God. Are you understanding the point? So he says, it's not even the gift you gave me, but what I am so excited about is the reward. Because of your kindness, your heart is golden. You love Jesus. At the moment, I have all I need. Can you realize that he's so focusing on need, 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 need. Because wants destroy. Please, did you hear that? I said wants, they... You see, wants will always take you out. Because check it, your wants always will lead you to one sin or the other. Yes. 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 You need 
to be a blessing to somebody. So you see, if you have even plenty, it doesn't become want anymore. There's need for it. So we're not talking about that. You shouldn't have plenty. But you see, when you understand what we are talking about, even when you have so much to feast on, you put them to a need. That's why even the billionaire has so much he wants to use the money to do. Is that correct? Because in their vision are needs. The reason why most of these black guys waste their money and come to nothing is because in their minds are a lot of wants. Oh, Jesus. So they buy an aircraft with gold, this thing inside. They go to a restaurant, they sack everybody. They are the only ones to sit by the table because those are wants. And it will always lead you astray. Oh, hello. It will always lead you out of the will of God. Am I teaching you right? I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from Epaphroditus. They are a sweet smelling sacrifice that what? Pleases God. You see that he was telling the Corinthian church, I'm not ordering you. I'm not ordering you. I want you to give as what? Cheerful givers. Are you getting the point? Because the Lord loves what? These ones, are they being forced? They themselves are what? Willingly what? Giving. And they are not just giving out of pleasure. They are giving out of need. Are you getting the point? And so he's telling them that what you sent me, they are sweet smelling what? Sacrifice. Because it's not that you have plenty, you don't even know what to do. And you are just giving me some surplus of some bonus. You are cheerfully also giving it. Because you love the Lord Jesus. And because of that, this kind of offering is called a sweet smelling word. Sacrifice. As the neighbor said, how is your offering called? Somebody say, thanks living. Because, you see, these guys, the moment the gospel got to them, and they understood what Jesus had done, they were ready to give all. 
That's why no other church partnered with Paul in giving and receiving apart from them because of the joy of the gospel. They have encountered eternity. Wow. This is what Christ did for us. This is who we are. We can't stop but give. So let's see. Go. And it is what? He who will supply what? All your all your all your needs. All your needs. Praise God. Because your concentration is on the need of the church. God will supply your needs. Because anytime you have much you see the church's need as your need. The kingdom's need as your need. Your brother's need as your need. So the same gospel for which you are so tied to, that you give, the master of the gospel will make sure that he supplies all your need. According to his riches in glory because of what Jesus has done for us. Oh, praise God. I will come back to get you into this scripture well, well. Now, what it actually means is that God would make sure that any time you have a need, it is supplied. Are you getting the point? And God will use us right here to supply our needs. Yes. You see, what it is is that it's a chain reaction. Because you have us in mind, he has you in mind to have us in mind. <laughs> Do you understand it? Let me say it again. Don't forget why they were giving. They were giving because they see the church's need as their need. Do you understand the point? And what they were giving was also used to help the brothers and the sisters in the church. So their giving is flowing out of concern. And because of their concern, God is concerned. So that they will be concerned. <laughs> Are you getting the point? So that every time that concern need is fulfilled. And the church grows and goes on and everybody is met 
with their need. Are you here with me? And very soon you will see. You will see. You see, that is how the church should function. God gives to the believer to be a blessing to believers. Ah, but who do you want to be a blessing to the believer? Don't you know that the worldly people mock at you when they give to you? And they ask you, where is your God? The reason why this thing is not flowing is because the need of the church is not our need. That is why there is no chain reaction. And it's even worse. Because what is being done right now is for people to enrich themselves. <laughs> Are you understanding the gospel? <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. Now unto God. Our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Let's look at the Ephesian church. The Ephesian church. From John the Elder to dear Gaius, whom I truly love. Now, you see that these letters are read to the church. That's what you must know. And so it is to actually compliment those who are doing great work. And also to make those who are not doing what they need to do to sit up. Are you getting the point? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And so look at what went on in the Ephesian church. This Gaius guy, if you look at Act 20, you see he was on a missionary journey with Apostle Paul when they were preaching and somebody fell from a three-story building. And the person died. I'll teach you on that on, on, on Wednesday. person died. And then everybody was wailing and shouting. Paul, Paul went down. He just embraced the person and said, he's well. He didn't make any drama about it. My son came asking me, was the person really dead? <laughs> and I said, ah, did you read it? He was dead. He said, ah. But they said he just embraced him and he was well. I said, yes, he was dead. I said, ah, but then he should have done something. <laughs> if it was here, he'll go and come. <laughs> Where's the prayer show? Bring me my prayer show. Now they wear prayer show. It's a direction. Oh, where are they? Prayer show. <laughs> Whether we are Judists or we are Christians, we don't know. Until they wear the prayer show, the power doesn't come. 
the power is in the show. John, the elder to dear Gaius, whom I truly love. Dear friend, I'm praying that all is well with you. <laughs> that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. Do you know this scripture? <laughs> I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper <laughs> and be in good health as your soul prospers. It's just a greeting. It's a greeting. <laughs> oh God, have mercy. It's just a greeting. <laughs> That's why you need to come to the Bible school. Hmm? Let's continue. Some of the brothers traveling by have made me very happy by telling me that your life stays clean and true and that you are living by the standards of the gospel. Oh, praise God. I could have no greater joy than to hear such things about my children. This is not Apostle Paul. This is John. Dear friend, no friends. Remember, he's writing to Gaius. And you see the instruction he will give him. Dear friend, you are doing a good work for God in taking care of the traveling teachers and missionaries who are passing through. They have told the church here of your friendship and your loving deeds. I am glad when you send them on their way with a generous gift. Hello? For they are traveling for the Lord and take neither food, clothing, shelter, nor money from those who are not Christians. I just taught you that. Is it? Because it will be a mockery to the gospel. <laughs> Even though they have preached to them. Because, you see, the moment you begin taking money from them, they don't see the value anymore. Let's go on. So we ourselves should take care of them in order that they may become partners with them in the Lord's work. Say amen. amen. Next. I sent a brief letter to the church about this. Are you getting a point? So you can see that he wrote to the church. Is that correct? And told them exactly what is going on with him, Gaius. Is that correct? Okay. But somebody else was being talked about. In, in the letter. Look at this guy. 
But who? Proud what? Diotrephes. Who loves to push himself forward as the leader of the Christians there? They are everywhere. Does not admit my authority over him and refuses to listen to me. You shall not be that one. Look at what they are saying about him. In other words, he's rebellious. Now, look at what he does. Look at what he does. Go. When I come, I will tell you some of the things he's doing and what wicked things he's saying about me and what insulting language he's using. He not only refuses to welcome the missionary travelers himself, but tells others not to. So there are some in the church, that's what they do. They themselves are not giving themselves, they are not giving their substance, they are not giving anything, and they stop other people too from doing it. And when they try, listen, and when they do, he tries to put them out of the church. Yes. That's church politics. So if they have, maybe they are serving, in a, he will remove them from where they are serving. It can't happen in this church. It's not possible. It's not. Let's all read the next. Go. Dear friend, mm -hmm. don't let this bad example influence you. Tell the next person. Please, tell, tell him, tell him, tell him. Tell her. What is the bad example? Number one, he insults the leader, talks against the leader, he refuses to listen to instructions. When they are helping guests and giving, he will say, don't do it. When they resist, he will throw them out of their position, out of the church. Remember that those who do what is right Prove that they are God's children. And those who continue in evil prove that they are far from God. It shall not be your portion. It shall not be your portion. It shall not be your portion. We'll continue with the next church, the church of Laodicea next week. The Lord bless you. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross you called it finished.
Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the Word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.